Hi, I'm Gleb from London. I run a C++ club at work, where we discuss C++ programming news and related articles. You can find our meeting notes at cppclub.uk. This podcast and the meeting notes contain public information only. This is episode 7 for the meeting number 132 that took place on the 24th of June 2021. First, we have Trip Report Summer 2021 ISO C Standards Meeting, virtual. Herb Sutter writes On Monday, the ISO C Committee held its third full committee plenary meeting of the pandemic and adopted a few more features and improvements for draft C 23. The following proposals were accepted into C 23 P1938 Yves Consteval by Barry Revesin, Richard Smith, Andrew Sutton, and David van der Voorde. In C17, we had Yves Constexper. In C20 standard library, we got Is Constant Evaluated. Turns out, if you want to branch on whether or not a particular expression is constant evaluated, as opposed to runtime evaluated. For example, if you want to have both compile time and runtime branches in a constexper function, you can't just combine if constexper and is constant evaluated, as it will always evaluate a true. With if constval, you don't even have a condition, just curly braces for when it's constant evaluated. P1401 Narrowing Contextual Conversions to Bool by Andrzej Krzemenski. This proposal enables testing integers as booleans in static cast and if constexper without having to cast the result to bool first, or test against zero. P1132 Outputter A Scalable Output Pointer Abstraction by Jean-Hid Minid, Todor Buyukliev and Isabella Muerte. This proposal adds outputter and, and in-outputter abstractions to help with potential ownership transfer when passing pointers to functions that have a T star star parameter, like C APIs found in some operating systems. P1659 starts with and ends with by Christopher DiBella. This generalizes these function templates for ranges, starts with, and ranges, ends with. P2166 Prohibit basic string and basic string view construction from Nolpata by Yuri Chernyshov. This improves the situation with construction of string and string view from Nolpata, which is an undefined behavior, by adding a compile check for when these are explicitly constructed from Nolpata. In other news, some progress happened with concurrency TS, which gained support for hazard pointers and read copy update RCU. Herbsata says, quote, We are going to keep meeting virtually in subgroups and then have at least one more virtual plenary session to adopt features into the C23 working draft in October. The next tentatively planned ISO C face to face meeting is February. 2022 in Portland, Oregon, USA. Per our C23 schedule, this is the feature freeze deadline for design approving new features targeting the C23 standard, 
whether the meeting is physical or virtual. Next, we have Visual Studio 2022 Preview 1. Announced on Microsoft Visual Studio blog, the first preview of the next Visual Studio release is available for download. Its main purpose is to test and tune the new 64-bit Visual Studio platform. The preview can be installed side-by-side -side with older versions of Visual Studio. The Reddit crowd is excited. Not all developers are lucky to be using a recent version of Visual Studio at work. A Redditor says, quote, We currently use Visual Studio 2013 in work, and my manager is planning on upgrading to 2022 when it's out. How much better of an experience I'm about to have? To which the first reply is, I'm so sorry. There will be no ABI break this time, but Stefan T. Loverweight says this about ABI. Quote, it's a limited form of compatibility from VS 2015 onwards that allows application developers to upgrade their toolset even when they rely on separately compiled third-party libraries that were built with an earlier toolset. Note that only VS 2015, 17, 19 and 22 are binary compatible. VS 2013 and earlier were from the break ABI every major version days, which were glorious for STL maintainers. I remember how awesome it was, and horrible for many customers who had extreme difficulty keeping up with the churn. I'm continually advocating for the VNext ABI breaking project to happen, but the stars haven't aligned yet. End quote. This version does not contain the new toolchain, which is expected in the next preview. An amusing snippet from the thread. Someone asks how old STL is, saying, quote, You have looked 20 since 2003. I was surprised to see you in an MSDN video from 2013 looking the same. End quote. And STL replies, I am eternal probably because I don't spend a lot of time in the sun, when pretending to be a human, I claim to be in my late thirties, among the eldest of the millennials." End quote. Next we have a piece of news. Dave Abrahams joins Sean Parent at Adobe. Dave Abrahams tweeted, Psyched to be joining Sean Parent at Adobe, where we'll reboot the Software Technology Lab. Sean's contributions to software and the art of the programming are legendary, the source of many of my good ideas. I can't think of a better way to empower programmers. Hashtag gonna be awesome. Dave was a C++ programmer and participated in the committee work before he went to work on Swift at Apple. Now that he's at Adobe, a C++ shop, does that mean he's back in the C++ world? Time will tell. Next. What is memory safety, or we should all abandon C++? I read an article called What is memory safety and why does it matter? And to say it's biased would be an understatement of the week. But then it was written by the Internet Security Research Group, so they must have some data to back it up. Quote, memory safe languages include Rust, Go, C Sharp, Java, Swift, Python, and JavaScript. Languages that are not memory safe include C, C++, and assembly. End quote. 
the author focuses on two types of memory bugs out of bounds reads and writes, and use after free. After presenting some stats on vulnerabilities and exploits, they come up with this pearl. Quote, These vulnerabilities and exploits, and many others, are made possible because C and C++ are not memory safe. Organizations which write large amounts of C and C++ inevitably produce large numbers of vulnerabilities that can be directly attributed to a lack of memory safety. These vulnerabilities are exploited to the peril of hospitals, human rights dissidents, and health policy experts. Using C and C++ is bad for society, bad for your reputation, and it's bad for your customers. End quote. That's not all. Using C++ apparently also impacts performance negatively, because nowadays performance needs multithreading, and it's hard to do in C++, as Mozilla's example shows us. They couldn't get it right, and so they rewrote everything in Rust. Oh, did I mention the author really likes Rust? Towards the end, they acknowledge that not all C++ programs are unsafe. Quote, some practices which can lower the risk of using an unsafe language are using some modern C++ idioms, which can help produce more safe and reliable code, using fuzzers and sanitizers, to help find bugs before they make it into production. Using exploit mitigations to help increase the difficulty of exploiting vulnerabilities. Privilege separation so that even when a vulnerability is exploited, the blast radius is smaller. End quote. They finish with this, quote, We look forward to a time when choosing to use an unsafe language is considered as negligent as not having multi-factor authentication or not encrypting data in transit. End quote. I had a link to the Reddit thread discussing this article, but I can't find it anymore. The first comment was along the lines of It looks like Rust programmers cannot praise Rust without piling on C98. This article certainly reads like a sales pitch. Rust is a fine language, but C isn't going anywhere and anytime soon and it's not a good look for Rust fans. Next we have Format in Visual Studio 2019 version 16.10. A new post has appeared on the Microsoft Visual Studio blog telling us about the new text formatting facility in C20 that is available in Visual Studio 16.10 or later, when using the switch std colon colon C++ latest. It is based on the libfmt library and has the following major differences. Named arguments are not supported. None of the miscellaneous formatting functions like format print or format printf are supported. Format strings are not checked at compile time. And there is no support for automatically formatting types with a stream out operator. The Reddit thread has many positive comments. One insight is that if your code base already uses libfmt, there's no real rush to migrate to std format as it's a subset of libfmt and requires C20. Next, why we need build systems. Martin Bond wrote a long essay on build systems and why we need them. The article is of general interest but has some details targeted at embedded developers. It's a beginning of a series of articles focused on CMake. 
the author says the most popular build systems for C++ are CMake and Mison. But at the same time, he's worried that CMake seems to be a major pain point for C++ developers. Martin Bond explores such topics as source code organization, source file dependencies, compilation options with a focus on GCC. He talks about include file locations and which flavor to use when, system include syntax with angle brackets versus user include syntax with double quotes. He warns against using relative paths outside the current file location in user include statement, as this leads to hard to track dependencies and unnecessary coupling between project components. He touches on code generation options, preprocessor directives, built-in macros like underscore underscore C++. He finishes by discussing build settings, post-build processing, especially important for embedded programming, and limitations of a build system. From myself, I can add that in MSVC, the macro underscore underscore C++ is broken and doesn't report the correct standard version used unless you use Visual Studio 2017 version 15.7 or later and specify the flag ZC colon underscore underscore C++. Otherwise, you'll, you get the value 1997.11L, which corresponds to C++ 98. This is a very thorough and useful article, and the series looks very promising. The top Reddit comment summarizes build systems. We need them, and love them, and hate them. Next we have Black Hole from Interstellar. In the sci-fi movie Interstellar, we see a black hole in all its glory, and turns out it's scientifically correct. It was no big surprise to learn that the sequence was rendered using simulation software written in C++. The tweet from Massimo says, The black hole from Interstellar was made possible by 40,000 lines of C++ code, by the implementation of Einstein's equa equations, rendered on a 32,000 core render farm at about 20 core hours per frame, and the final clip was 800 terabytes. The show notes contain a link to the paper called Gravitational Lensing by Spinning Black Holes in Astrophysics and in the movie Interstellar, which describes the process. From the abstract, quote, Interstellar is the first Hollywood movie to attempt depicting a black hole as it would actually be seen by someone, somebody nearby. For this, our team had double negative visual effects in collaboration with physicist Kip Thorne developed a code called DNGR, Double Negative Gravitational Renderer, to solve the equations for ray bundle light beam propagation through the curved spacetime of a spinning black hole and to render IMAX quality rapidly changing images. End quote. An article in Wired magazine titled Wrinkles in Spacetime The Warped Astrophysics of Interstellar has more details. Quote, Filmmakers often use a technique called ray tracing to render light and reflections in images. But ray tracing software makes the generally reasonable assumption that light is traveling along straight paths, says Eugenie von Tonzelmann, a CG supervisor at double negative. This was a whole other kind of physics. We had to write a completely new renderer, she says. Next, 
SIMD vector classes for C++. VC is a library of portable zero-overhead C++ types for explicitly data parallel programming. Quote, Current C++ compilers can do automatic transformation of scalar codes to SIMD instructions or to vectorization. However, the compiler must reconstruct an intrinsic property of the algorithm that was lost when the developer wrote a purely scalar implementation in C++. Consequently, C++ compilers cannot vectorize any given code to its most efficient data parallel variant. Especially larger data parallel loops, spanning over multiple functions or even translation units, will often not be transformed into efficient SIMD code. The VC library provides the missing link. Its types enable explicitly stating data parallel operations on multiple values. The parallelism is therefore added via the type system. End quote. Imagine an example using the built-in float type. Using vec3d equals std array of float of the size 3. And then a function float scalar product taking two arguments. The first is vec3d and the second is also vec3d. The function finds the scalar product of those two arrays and returns it. With the VC library, this doesn't look much different. The first would be a using statement using VC float v, which is the uh, VC float type. And then the next a using statement would look like this using vec3d equals std array of float underscore v of the size 3. Nothing else changes, but it will automatically scale to 1, 4, 8, 16, etc. scalar products calculated in parallel, depending on the target hardware's capabilities. The library is cross platform and comes under BSD 3 clause license. The note at the top says, quote, you may be interested in switching to stdsimd. GCC 11 includes an experimental version of stdsimd as part of the libstdc++, which also works with Clang. Features present in VC 1.4 and not present in stdsimd will eventually turn into VC 2.0, which then will depend on stdsimd. If we look at the stdsimd project, or stdexperimentalsimd, it implements a similar concept of portable, zero-overhead C++ types for explicitly data-parallel programming. Currently, it only supports GCC 9. Using stdexperimentalsimd, the above code example would look very similar, except the first using statement would say using stdexperimental native underscore simd, and the next using statement would be using vec3d equals std array of native underscore simd of float of the size 3. Nothing else changes, except the return type of the function will also be native simd of float, and the effect would be the same as with the VC library we saw above. It's encouraging to see how C++ makes it simple to use the new advanced programming features like data parallel programming. Next, C++ for functional programmers 
I watched this talk by Harald Ahitz at Funk Prog Sweden. There are slides available for your reference, linked from the show notes, and there is also the corresponding Reddit thread. Right at the beginning, Harald says that he likes to talk about C++ and that C++ evokes many reactions, not all of them rational. That sounds familiar. Then we see a brief history of C++ from 1982 to the current C++ 20 standard. Harald emphasizes the fact that C++ is a multi-paradigm language. He then presents some examples of common functional programming operations and idioms in C++. Filter using std-copy-if algorithm, a lambda that checks the condition, and std-back-inserter to put the filtered items in another container. Map using std-transform with a transformation lambda, and std-back-inserter again. Reduce using std-accumulate and std-reduce algorithms. The latter can perform the operation in parallel. Transform and reduce using std-transform-reduce and two lambdas, one for reduce and the other for transform. This one also takes execution policy, which can be std-execution-par for easy parallelization. Harold reminds us that the naming is different in C++. There is a handy algorithm selection chart by Connor Hextra that can help here. The observations from code samples for all of the above were that there were no row loops, no new or delete, no pointers, and memory was managed automatically. Then a question was raised how other functional concepts map to C++, namely high-order functions, immutability, recursion, function purity, and referential transparency. High-order functions. Aside from lambdas, there are third-party libraries available, like Lift by Bjorn Fahler, which has a number of time-saving functions for combining other functions, like Lift if-then-else, that takes three functions, condition, true branch, and false branch, and returns a combined function that can be passed to an algorithm. Immutability. Const in C++ is not exactly the same, says Harold. In C++ we have value semantics, mutable by default and copy by default, where assignment creates a copy, and so do function value arguments. There's a library of persistent and immutable data structures called IMA by Juanpe Bolivar. Recursion. Tail call optimization is not part of the standard and is compiler-dependent, so not guaranteed, like in many functional programming languages. But you can use loops and algorithms instead. Pure functions and referential transparency. GCC has attribute pure and attribute const, which work in C, but rely on the developer to guarantee this behavior. In C++, we have constexpr, which makes the compiler check that the function has no side effects. Pointers and resources. Harald tells his audience of functional programmers that pointers are like a maybe type pointing to a resource. On resource management, Harald says, quote, scope is king, end quote. That was easier to say than RAII which presented some difficulty later, so Harold quipped that C++ doesn't have great marketing. 
He then says, quote, For the objects on the stack, the closing brace is the garbage collector. There's no magic. End quote. He mentions smart pointers too and reminds that in today's C++, there's no new or delete. He says pointers are nothing to fear. Harold mentions C++ features like ranges, which are better composable, can be lazy and hide details like iterators. In conclusion, as Harold says to his audience, now that you want to write C++, how to proceed? He lists some books. A Tour of C++, 2nd edition by Bjarne Stolstup, From Mathematics to Generic Programming by Alexandra Stepanov and Daniel Rose, Elements of Programming by Alexander Stepanov and Paul McJones, and Functional Programming in C++ by Ivan Cukic. A final quick note from me. This in-person meetup took place in Sweden in September 2020 at the height of the coronavirus pandemic, in a closed room presumably full of people, and those who were on camera weren't wearing masks. Videos like these are kind of scary to watch. Finally for today, a quote for your code review needs. This is a quote from Reddit that you can use in your code reviews. The quote is by Anonymous Developer, and it says, Eh, good enough. And with that, thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you sometime next week. Goodbye.